killing me, Smalls. To infinity and beyond! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What the What podcast. My name is Eric Creech. We are joined by Ashby Brain and Kyle Whitley. What's up, guys? Quack. 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 Woo! We did it. We did it. Yes. Birds of a feather flock together. Kyle and I did not plan that. No, no, none of this is planned ever. None we, of it is ever planned. None of this is ever planned, especially today when we have no script. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are literally going off our thoughts from like a little notepad. Flying by the seat of our pants. I mean, but it's a great movie, The Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, a 90s staple. For sure. So uh, we're very excited to talk about this today. Uh, do you want to just jump right into it? Sure. Okay. We'll jump right into it then. Uh, first of all, thank you for joining us on today's episode. This is the... I'm trying to do my math in my head. The sixth episode, I believe that's correct, the sixth episode of the Nine on the 90s season. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast. Please rate and review us five stars only. Five stars only. If you give us four stars, we are inclined to believe that you are a hater. Mm. Yeah. Very serious stuff. Some strong words. Strong words. You can also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram by searching for What the What Media. All one word. And you can also find us on Twitter, where Ashby did mm-hmm. a you know like a live tweeting of this movie a, f- a few nights ago. So by the time this comes out, a few weeks ago. Um, but that is uh, WTW underscore Media on Twitter. So we at least gained one new Twitter follower, as I mentioned. You guys were. It was you. It was I, you. I never used Twitter. And so I was it like, really do be your own family sometimes. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I want to follow this along. I want to see Ashby's thoughts on this because I love the Mighty Ducks. Oh, man. I've loved it ever since thoughts. it first came out. And so I was really excited. I was watching Power Rangers to get ready for our future like, Power Ranger episode. But as Power Rangers was playing, I was watching the Twitter feed constantly updating, like, what does oh, Ashby yeah. think? What does she think about this? What about Gordon Bombay? All these things just kept following along with her. And so I was like, well, I don't want to do it on the what the what page and calls like conflict of like her trying to type things and notification stuff. So I logged into mine and had to find it and turned out I never followed us. So now mm-hmm. I am. Do you uh, follow us on YouTube? Because we only have like 39 subscribers on YouTube. I'm pretty sure I do because I'm on YouTube a whole lot. I do. I do follow us on YouTube. I do. And I think we got four emails from Kevin, like four separate accounts from Kevin Savini who follow us. That's yes. great. Thanks, so, Kev. Um, I don't get on there. Like... Honestly, that's the way you can really, if you want to see more video content from us, if we can get to 100 subscribers, then we can use a custom URL. Yes. So we can be youtube.com slash what the what media, um, which would make it a little easier for people to find us on YouTube. And that would, we would maybe even. That would probably encourage us to put things on More YouTube. inclined right. Yeah. Right. to do video do content. Better videos yes. anyway. Um, yeah. To at least invest in some more video content and grow that part of our side project here. For know. sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you've already started talking about it, Kyle. So let's talk about Mighty Ducks. This is one of your favorite movies. It is. Uh, I don't know. Again, I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters. I was thinking about this when we talked about Jurassic Park the other week of not remembering if we went to see things in theaters or if we saw them on like VHS at home at some point. Um, this was 91 or two. 92. 92. O- October 2nd, 1992. So I would have been like four or five, somewhere in there. I'm not doing the math, but like, 
maybe I went to the movies, but I have an older sister that's five years older, so most likely, like, she was really into sports. We probably saw us in a theater. Uh, but I just remember, as a kid, just loving hockey. Uh, never before this, but because of this, I started, well, first off, I was thinking about this while watching this the other night. This movie changed a lot for just America in general because hockey finally, well, like Wayne Gretzky had been traded, I think, to the Kings in like 88 or something. Yeah, so Los, Wayne Gretzky Los Angeles. Yeah. was the biggest skater of all time. So when he came, all of a sudden it came, became a lot more aware to people in California. And so they ended up starting like, oh, we should maybe do a movie about this. Maybe people do care enough, you know, at least a child's movie. Like a more modern like comparison would be David Beckham playing Major League Soccer for the Los Angeles Galaxy, except for Wayne Gretzky was still in his prime. Sure. Yeah. And so I remember that. And so that began a huge deal, too, in the same way of rollerblades. Because up until, you know, 90s, I'm not, maybe 80s, like, but you had roller skates. Mm-hmm. Like, or my sister was older than me, she had skates. But all of a sudden, at this age, everybody wanted rollerblades. Yes. Uh, and so I really think because of this, though, it really pushed that. Because sure, you may have had rollerblades, you may have enjoyed it, but all of a sudden, you're seeing it on a big screen. You're seeing other reasons of what you could do with roller skates other than just rolling around. And, I've, you know, we saw multiple people in this first movie roller skating around. You see Fulton learning how to roller skate um, or you know, roller blade. And so all of a sudden, you know, roller rinks became huge. Like, and we, they had been big, you know, from our parents and everyone else skated on. But I remember, especially as we continued to get older, like middle school and everything else, like if you're doing something on the weekend, you're probably either going to the movies or you're going to interskate to skate around. Yep. Uh, and so... I th- that's a huge thing. Uh, I thought about it even later because in a couple of weeks we're doing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie from 95. They start out, they rollerblade in this movie, mm-hmm. in that movie. So it's just a continuation on of that. Same way I highly doubt we'll ever cover um, Batman and Robin. But I don't know. We might. I mean, maybe. We I did don't know Batman if, forever. I mean. If we get that far, they rollerblade in that movie. Like the villains are rollerblading. They have like hockey sticks where like Robin and Batman, like there are villains. Part of Mr. Freeze's gang is like evil looking hockey players. So it's just a thing that I really do. You know, it affected that. I remember NHL 94, 95 came out on Sega, or at least I had a Sega. NHL 94 is still considered one of the greatest it is. NHL hockey games of all time. And so one and of the it, greatest sports games of all time. It is. I didn't have any of maybe I had NBA Jam, but like mm-hmm. that was my thing. It was that came out uh, ninety four uh, and was just played the mess out of that. The same way also, I learned about hockey because of let that. Let us not forget Brink. Which 100%. is why I ended up rollerblading. Can can I ask a this might be a little off topic, but where you're you're big into the skateboarding scene or you were sure. growing mm-hmm. up. Where when did that come into the picture. I know Tony Hawk became really big, like in 1999 or 98 or whatever. I just watched a documentary on great documentary on Tony Hawk great on, documentary. on HBO. Nice. An, yeah, me me and great. Ivy watched a yes. couple of weeks ago after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think with rollerblading and you know this movie in particular, the idea of skating or whatever with rollerblades mm-hmm. or whatever, do you think it had some kind of effect on the rise of extreme sports in America? It's possible. And to go back on that too. To break into that section, Tony Hawk and everybody else in the 80s, especially coming up to the late 80s, skateboarding was huge, where Tony was making, you know, huge money and everything else as a professional skater, still a younger Mm -hmm. professional skater. 
Um, but it's like I think early '90s is where it really took a dip. X and, Games. Well, like, like late '90s. Yeah, late mm-hmm. '90s, it, it came back up. X Games. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, X Games came around. Everything else started picking way back up. But there's a long time for people. You know, Tony Hawk was the top of the mountain, so he was able to get by and survive. But there's a lot of people that were professionals that had, couldn't be professionals anymore. Like being a right. professional could not. They couldn't afford their bills and everything else they had to work. You know, it didn't mean they didn't keep skating or doing whatever. Uh, and so I don't know. I know this did come back around. And I do know there's always been like beef between like skateboarders and rollerbladers and skaters in general. Uh, and I definitely think stuff like that's kind of gotten over itself. But I know on that rise right. back up, you did have that other side of things where you had rollerbladers that were just kind of considered like kids like going whatever right. versus like tough like whatever hardcore like skateboarders uh so that i mean and that varies some but i do think it definitely had an impact on getting kids outside to do more skating right. and everything else because it was no longer i'm just going to skate or maybe like you would ride your bike around the block or whatever you weren't just going out to skate next thing you know you're like i want a hockey stick and i want a puck or a ball and i want to try to figure out can i roll a blade and move right. around up. Well, I think stuff. it's also important to consider the geography sure. of this. And so maybe this movie was the first time that a lot of kids in the on the West Coast and in mm-hmm. the South mm-hmm. had a concept of hockey. For sure. Because unless you can pay to go to an ice rink, which not a lot of people can, and unless your parents are somehow very into NHL hockey, mm-hmm. then as a child in a warm locale you do not really have any concept of hockey as a sport. It's not something in the winter you can go out your back door and just do. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of kids were like, what is the sport? How do I get into it? How do I do my version of it in a place where ponds don't ice over enough to walk onto them? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about that too because there's so much in this movie dramatizing what is basically peewee hockey Mm -hmm. and they're so into it right like it's almost like this neighborhood pastime where you go watch these games and there's all this very intense like new spin drama where it's like you know clearly being covered in the local papers Mm -hmm. and we just don't have like it's it seems like it is very important and very intense locally, even though it's basically recreation hockey. And so I think that is a very northern thing. Yeah, well, so, yeah, so this movie takes place in Minneapolis. Right. Um, where they had the Minneapolis North Stars, which now the Stars are in Dallas and Minnesota has the Wild. Um, for us, it probably, if we're being like, I guess a more apt comparison for our area, would probably be like baseball. Or wiffle ball. Um, right. Texas would be like football. Right. You know, like the same kind of dramatization of really putting a lot of stakes into youth sports. Correct. Um, I think it is regionalized. So I think it's a very good point. Um, you know, well, I feel like there's a point of that too in the movie where I was trying to figure it out because I've watched it a billion times growing up, but there was part of me that was trying to think of is this really rec league that everybody in the world's making a giant ordeal about? Uh, and then I want to say, like, at the end, and I didn't pay attention quite enough, but at the end, the final game they're playing, they make it sound like it's the state national championship. Right. And so it made me wonder, like, I guess these people are coming from different areas, but it's it goes from maybe this is a rec league to all of a sudden this is the national championship of the state. So I don't know exactly where that the bounds of that goes. Uh, you're talking about, like, being here in North Carolina for us. 
it does make sense too because this became a thing and then the Raleigh ice caps became a thing and they may have been here before I mean I'm sure I don't know but the Raleigh ice caps all of a sudden at Dorton Arena was mm-hmm. the minor league hockey team and so I remember multiple times my dad like we would take family trips and go to these hockey games ice caps were founded in 1991 so right around so the right same at the same time, time about a year before yeah and so it really did pick up and it kicked off where I remember going to hockey games as a kid. Now, I'm sure it's because of our love for the Mighty Ducks because my sister loved it as well. So I know we would do that, like, you know, not constant, but we would, you know, every couple times a year go up to Raleigh and see the Raleigh Ice Caps play, and which then in turn later on, years later, we got the Carolina Hurricanes, and which has grown to be giant as well. You know, now I have a friend that her daughter plays on like a, you know, same way, talking about Pee Wee League. Um, but it's through the Hurricanes organization where well, that's how the sport is growing. Yeah, it's through the Hurricanes organization coming mm-hmm. down here because, uh, as Ashby mentioned, this is um, geographical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, based on geography, I don't think geographical is a word. Um, Could be. You know, we'll allow it. Mm-hmm. But um, we're not going to get ice weather here mm-hmm. often enough for it to be a real thing. Right. So, but by having the Carolina Hurricanes in this area. They can grow the sport. I mean, that's the natural way a sport grows is through the biggest franchise and it trickles all the right. way down. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way, like with football, you know, the Carolina Panthers are not in this area, but they still support area high schools throughout North and South Carolina. Correct. That also trickles down to youth leagues as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, right. the, mm-hmm. the, the the sport's growing, you know, due to the Carolina Hurricanes mm-hmm. uh, in a way that we would not have really seen it in the early 90s. But the Ice Cats being around, I mean, that's that was a way for us to get entertainment, mm-hmm. um, but not going to, like, explode this market because of what the thing, you know, all the things we mentioned earlier. Right. Well, and I think, too, the Mighty Ducks is a thing that happened that nobody could have predicted, uh, but I don't think it'll ever happen again in the same way where... This came out, we obviously talk about hockey a whole lot more now than we would have then, and it grew in that moment. They'd be a lot bigger. But after they saw the success of it, Disney bought a hockey team and called it the Mighty, like, in California. A year later, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, yeah. which now they're just the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, but they discarded or separated themselves so from Disney. So they still exist? Yeah. yeah. Wow. They're, they're still, I've been to multiple Ducks games. So they're like, they're wow. still a professional. The I Anaheim mean, Ducks. They won in yep. 2007 or eight. The I'm Stanley Cup? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So I remember sitting there cheering for them, and they won, and I was just, like, blown away. But, okay. Uh, yeah, Disney decided, hey, this is great. We're going to invest in this. Bought right. a hockey team. Put it in Anaheim. That's wild. And they were like, we're going to call it the Mighty Ducks. Right. This, like, literally in the second movie, you know, I think we're going to encourage Ashby to go watch the second and third at some point. Okay. But the second movie towards the end of the movie, they start wearing the jerseys that the professional team is wearing. Okay. Because they do have a different logo. It's a little bit different, but they did stick to more of like teal and purple were their main colors. Right. Um, and I don't remember, I've read some like articles on it, but they were talking about just how for Disney, I think it's like 50 million to buy in to do this whole team thing, which for Disney is really not that crazy. Nope. Especially in the time period, but then also to turn it around and all the marketing that they could do. Right. Because later on, they had a cartoon series that were Mighty Ducks. Yes. They had... Multiple three, movies at three this movies, point. Three movies, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. now they have a TV show, you know, again on Disney. Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, so, and also through the, you know, through all that stuff, you have toys. Sure. I mean, they right. had a deal with McDonald's where mm-hmm. they, I mean, arguably one of the best toys through McDonald's was the Mighty Duck uh, animation or animated mm-hmm. series toys. 
that came through with the Happy Meals. And then the same way, too, like at Disney, they were selling Mighty Ducks jerseys and merch and everything else because it all tied together. So Disney made their money back uh, and separated through all that. We didn't, you know, typically when we've done movies, we haven't done some big synopsis of the movies. Uh, if you've never watched it, I highly encourage you. Ask if you went and watched it for the first time. What are your thoughts? I'd like, you know, yes. we saw your live reaction on Ask Twitter. And if you haven't already seen it, you can go back and read it now. But what are your thoughts knowing that you're not a typical sports movie person? So <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Which I was shocked, honestly, a little bit. I was like, I was expecting oh, the worst. Well, look, I'm not going to watch it again, but. <laughs> you say that. We'll you say I, that. Well, there's, there's two I more. We, there's it. two more you need to I watch. I might watch the next one for continuity's sake. I don't know if I'll get all the way to a third one. I'm definitely not watching the TV show. That's just too much. Um, you say that. I don't know. I, you may become a super fan. Maybe. The kids. See, here's the thing. Like, now as an adult, I can only appreciate. So, so much sure. because it's a kid's movie that I'm taking in for the first time as an adult that was really meant for a kid to watch. And so there's some things that I just can't unview through the lens of adulthood. Um, the kids kind of get on my nerves. I, like, I'm definitely like when he's like, God, kids are barely human. <laughs> like at the very beginning of the movie, mm. I was like, ugh, preach. Especially that age. I'm great with babies. Mm. I'm great with toddlers. About the time that kids start being able to reason with you, I just, I can't, I just lose mm. all ability to interact with children at that age. I can't, like, I don't know what to say. I want to treat mm. them like little adults, but then I'm also like, just do what I tell you to do because I said so. That's pretty much me as a teacher. Yeah. Say, you got to use your coach Ashby voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I ask you a question real quick, Ashby, sure. before you go? Did you notice one of the child actors has a role, like an MCU adjacent role in his adult life? No, I only really recognize Joshua Jackson. Okay, so the, there's multiple. The kid who played Fulton Reed mm-hmm. is Eldon Henson, who plays Foggy Nelson in Daredevil. He's the Daredevil's He's lawyer, the other lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. So the Bucky Barnes looking kid mm-hmm. is actually in Daredevil. Yes. I've never actually seen Daredevil. Oh, oh you should watch it. You'd like um, it. You would love Daredevil. I know I would like it. There's no sports I, in So there. I got really into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is a whole side thing, but I got really into <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then they started just like, bam, 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 putting mm-hmm. them out. And mm-hmm. I could not keep up because I was also watching all the CWDC shows. Gotcha. And so I was, you know, all into like all five or six of those shows at the peak run time. And I just did not have the bandwidth to also watch yes. Daredevil and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. And like, it was too much like Luke Cage. So... It's I've actually watching. never seen Daredevil. We'll do a quick rundown real fast because there's a lot of these kids okay. that went on to do a lot of different things. Uh, so the cast of or heavyweights. Which, okay. Did we talk about that? I we did love heavyweights. heavyweights. We did heavyweights, yeah. Okay, so Carp okay. in Mighty Ducks, kid that gets hit in the face or the hit, helmet with a puck. He gets dented, gets taken out of a stretcher. Yes. He's the main kid in heavyweights. Oh, Heavyweights okay. follows him along. The kid that plays Goldberg yeah. is also... He's so. also in heavyweights. He would look familiar. He is. He's in heavyweights. And then Keenan Thompson, who's in the second Mighty Ducks, right. is in heavyweights. Heavyweights, yeah. Um, so they all did that. And it was directed by one of the writers of Mighty Ducks. So big old like, spinoff there. Okay. Um, Pete and Pete used to be on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Little Pete is Tommy Duncan in this movie. I did recognize him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Charlie went on, or Joshua Jackson, Dawson Creek, and all the other things. Right. Jesse... That he went on to be one of the main characters in Sandlot. 
Okay. So you haven't seen Sandlot. You say you never will. We'll, we'll Look, see. I'm sure at daycare one day it was on the TV and mm-hmm. I absorbed some of it. There's a dog in it. There's a fence. There's an old man or something and they lose a James ball. James Earl Jones is in this movie. I mean, Darth I Vader. Look. If nothing Mufasa. else, you should give it a chance for that. Okay. When I, is, when I is, cannot when understate is, how much I don't like baseball. Did you as like a the sport. music it's in this not, movie? But here's the thing. It's I not, did like the music. It's not about baseball, though. You say that, but... It's not about baseball. It's about the connection these kids and a kid trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. And a big-brimmed hat. So it's like little rascals with baseball. Um, they get into some shenanigans, yes. Okay. Um, baseball is just, you know, something they enjoy, but it's not about baseball. Mm-hmm. But did you like the musical mm-hmm. score, though, in this movie? Yeah. Same guy I did for Sandlot. So okay. You may enjoy that as well. Anyway, back to you. So, yeah, I, I had zero expectations going into this, which is great, actually. That's a really good way to watch something. Mm-hmm. And enjoyed it. Uh, made some predictions. Was a little right sometimes. Was very wrong other times. Here's why I don't like sports movies. And I'm about to, I'm about to learn you guys oh, something oh, from a female perspective. Oh Let boy. me mansplain <laughs> sports movies to you. Go for it. Okay. So, they get you. By convincing you that you're about to watch something sports-related, right? You love watching football. You'll love Remember the Titans. You love watching baseball. You'll love Rookie of the Year, right? It's like the shows we used to watch as a kid, Family Matters, Mm -hmm. Boy Meets World. They bring you in with humor, right? Mm -hmm. It's fun and, like, there's shenanigans, okay? And then, inevitably, about a third of the way, halfway through the movie, they hit you right in the feels, and then suddenly you're like, why am I crying? Why is my face wet? Why is there water in here? And I don't don't appreciate it because (laughs) not only am I forcing myself to watch a sports-related movie that is a sport that I'm already kind of like meant about, although I did go watch a Canes game the other day, and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. There were like eight fights. See, now you'll Um, go back with a whole other aspect of it. So I'm watching, I was forcing myself to watch a sports movie, even though I am not necessarily a sports person especially with specific sports and now you're making me cry now Mm -hmm. you're making me feel things now i'm sad i don't appreciate it well well, let me ask you this would you say that this movie is a hockey movie yes okay let me ask you this is it just about hockey or was there other factors playing into it that made it more than just about the hockey i think that the hockey (laughs) it was just about, I think that they didn't go far enough in any of the other subplots to make it more than just a hockey movie. There are sports movies, 100%, that are not just a sports movie. Like, mm-hmm. I would argue that Remember the Titans happens to have football in it, right? They solved racism in that movie. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, God. Um, you know, uh, oh, what's the um, the cutting edge or whatever? Yes, it's about ice skating, Mm. but it is a love story, right? Like, there's no getting around that. This movie had, like, you know, some human resources issues, I'll say, with the the whole reason he has to become a coach in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a tiny little subplot with his job, and there's a tiny little subplot with Charlie's mom, but none of those things are deep enough, touched on enough, or resolved enough that, like, I would say that it has... that, That it that the movie is about that, right? Sure. It is about hockey. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, and again, it, it made me a little sad 
in there somewhere. And I was like, I don't appreciate this. So this is why I don't watch sports movies. It's why, you know, I did Angels in the Outfield. That had sad moments. Remember the Titans. I cried during that. I refused to watch The Blind Side. Um, so I, that's because I, I, like, if I'm watching a sports movie, it better make me laugh because, like, that that's a good way to distract me from the fact that I don't understand most sports. And so I'm watching a movie that has a sport in it that has rules that I don't understand. Um, and then I resent the fact that it, on top of that, it makes me emote. And then, it, like, I will say I am the kind of person that happy cries when a group of people achieve something together. It's why I can't watch the Olympics because mm-hmm. I will cry. And so I do end up at least having this kind of like pick-me-up emotional thing that kind of makes the sad thing worth it at the end of most sports movies Mm. because the end of most sports movies have some kind of like group achievement. Mm. And so at the very end when Charlie made the shot, I happy cried. So, you know, but like, again, I just... Well, there's like the argument too, though, that's every movie. Right. Because it's right. like, you could tell me Marley and me is about dogs. And I'm going to go, and I bawled my eyes out. Right. And, like, and it's like mad. Right. Never watch a movie with a dog as the I, lead character. Yeah. Ever since it's I've never watched idea. another one. Not, I'm There's not, another dog Rarely does out. good things happen to that no. dog. No. No. Yeah. I learned my lesson watching Homeward Bound. Yeah. And those dogs survived. I yeah. know. That's still the thing. Sad. Mm-hmm. Still sad. They survived. So, but look, there were definitely parts of this movie that were very enjoyable. And there were parts that I laughed at my reaction instead of what what was actually happening, which I think live tweeting it made it more enjoyable mm. because I knew that like I was going to be tweeting things and someone like you who's seen the movie many, many times was going to be like, nah, she wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was so cool to see like what you're guessing though. Because, and I will say too, this movie compared to some other movies from our childhood that we hold so high at least still semi-hand stands up. Like yes. where if you have kids now, like, and they want to watch something, you could still watch this and still enjoy it and everything else. It's not, as another movie we're going to talk about in another, you know, week or so that's super cheesy. Right. It's a little bit different versus going up. back and watching this now, it still has enough to still be there and it still work. Um, we talked about it. You, you did. What was your opinion on uh, Coach Riley, the other coach? So... Initially, I don't... Of course, you're not supposed to like him. He's supposed to be the villain, Mm -hmm. right? And initially, I thought it was his dad. Because there are a lot of, like, sports plots around Mm -hmm. that, right? Like, the coach is your parent. That makes it equally or extra hard, Mm -hmm. right? And he does call him son. And he calls him son. And so, in the very first scene, I was thinking, okay, so... His dad's the coach, extra pressure. He thinks that his dad's love is dependent on how good he is at hockey. He fails the whole team. His dad's disappointed, and it basically, like, ruins his life and is, like, one of his most traumatic childhood moments. And I'm like, that's where we're starting this movie, right? Then I find out Coach is not his dad. Mm -hmm. Coach is just a jerk to children, right? Like, Coach is just the kind of person who puts all this weight on a child and makes them feel like sports is supposed to be transactional Mm -hmm. and that there is no purpose unless you are winning at all costs. So then I don't like him. Then I realize that his dad died. Mm -hmm. 
And so not only is this father figure in his life not treating him like I feel like a coach should treat their players, like should give them this love of the game, his coach was doing all that on top of the fact that he knows this child has a sick and or dying father. And like, even threw it out there like, you know, hate your dad couldn't be here for this or something like that. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is awful. This this person is awful. Then, then very last game makes his kids hurt that other kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? We've gone past me not liking him. We've gone past him being a bad sport. This is just straight up child abuse. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not okay. And so then I was just like, because again, watching it as an adult, you know, you're seeing it through adult eyes. So I'm sure as a kid, I would be like, yeah, that's a bad guy. Like Mm -hmm. he's a bad dude. We don't like him Mm because he's the other team's coach and he's not nice. But adult me is like, where is another (laughs) adult? Like where are the police? Where is DSS? Mm -hmm. Like this is not okay. Who is letting this man coach their children? Well, I think you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to say like, you're not wrong. But how often in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. did this stuff go on and no one said anything oh, because absolutely. it was accepted? Well, that's what time. I was going to say. It was like, this seemed common to me. Like yes. seeing it, I related it to people Correct. as a child, yes. like different coaches that I had. Don't get me wrong. I've had some great ones like over the years in different sports. But there were definitely some coaches and some parents that ended up being coaches like we talked about that were very much this way. Right. That we're very much the winning's the only reason we're here. Right. If you're not going to win, there's no point in being here. Correct. Uh, and then to the point of go as far as you can, hurt somebody if you need to. Right. You're innocent, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Right. And so I hated him, but I also hated him in a way that was personal. Because it related to me where, thankfully, like for the good ones I've had, but there were definitely some here and there that very much instilled in me this there's this feeling inside of me like that I still have had as I've grown up where it's you almost, if you're around somebody that way, you shrink within yourself. Yes. Where you're like, there's, I just feel very belittled just by your presence being right. here. And so that was instilled in me in the same way it does go on in other movies too, where like little giants is the same way you have a coach that's been in the NFL comes back or in, yeah, NFL hardcore jerk to everybody doesn't care about kids about winning this is what's important uh and then you have you know the friendly dad that gets out it's like well let's have some fun you know right as an adult i realized watching this movie this week as i watched it last night there's a lot that i missed out on how it related to adult gordon bombay yes whereas that shows us that in the beginning as a child you don't really catch that or figure it all out right but gordon's whole atmosphere and his attitude in the court case is winning the only yes. reason we're here is to win yes we're not here to just you know right do what's right according to the law right i'm here to win yeah he comes back and gloats about 30 and oh and it's right. like 30 and one yeah but there's all that and then even his boss comes in is like you know win don't spike you know right and then he gets pulled over his license plate is winner yes driving a corvette which i'm sure was brand new at right. the time for the model Gets pulled over. He's a jerk for that. All these other things. Right. It's all about winning. Like clearly, you know. this formative experience he had has has, like I said, affected his entire mm-hmm. life. Like it is a childhood traumatic experience mm-hmm. in his formative years that has clearly informed how he moved into adulthood. Yeah, and yeah. at some point it, we get to see that he hates hockey now. Right. He left hockey because he hated all of that, 
And then yeah, but he, hockey Santa Claus reminded him yeah to love sure. the sport and well, gave him magical as, skates as hockey Santa Claus would do for all of us mm-hmm. exactly. To be fair, exactly. Hans is like an amazing person in this movie. <laughs> Where you just want to be. It's like, I want Hans to coach me. I want him to be like my father figure. So really quick, uh-huh. I did not tweet this because it, it doesn't quite come across, I think, in a tweet. But the second I saw that facade, like Hans's mm-hmm. winner's whatever store, and then he walked in and the guy had like a, a Hans accent. Mm-hmm. All I could think of was like, yoo-hoo, big summer blowout. <laughs> <laughs> Frozen. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. They do again. They touch on it in second and third movie. I think about Hans, at least Hans's character. I mean, do you get what I'm saying when I call him Hockey Santa Claus? I get it. I totally do. It was like miracle on whatever street. Like he Mm -hmm. he goes into the store. Like first of all, the guys at the game. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say anything. He just walks away. Mm -hmm. Like he's disappointed, Mm -hmm. right? And then he shows up at his store, and he's like, "I've been expecting you. Mm -hmm. Here are skates I made for you." Like. You need to learn to love the game again. And it, it, I'm just like, it's it's hockey Santa Claus, you guys. It is. It really is. I never <laughs> thought about it that way growing up, but it definitely is. Um, it, it talking about the coaches, it made me think. Eric, you're a coach. Yes, I am. Watching movies like this as a child, did it make you want to become a coach someday? No. Like I know you didn't <laughs> aspire to be. Thanks like, for that in depth yeah, comment. No. You're like I didn't see this. But like that's what I want to do with my life. Like no, not as a kid. Coaches were always either they were put in one of two roles, and more often than not, usually they were the antagonist, right? The bad guy, basically the bad guy. They're the jerks that you right. just you want to block out, so you, you know, right. you're winning in spite of what they mm-hmm. want. Or they were like the tough love character, or the you know, or, or you know, you had the encouraging coach who cares mm-hmm. about the kids, especially mm-hmm. if they're that team was a bunch of also rans, misfits, whatever. Then that then you get a coach who you know we just care about the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, in life, as someone who played youth sports, um, you don't find those coaches out there. Like not in the nineties. You might find them now. Where okay, we want kids to just learn a new sport and have fun. But back in the nineties, we didn't. You know, you hear it now. We didn't get a participation trophy. Well, yes, you did. We all played t-ball. We yeah, all got a trophy. I have yeah, those participation okay. trophies. Um, but no, it did not make me want to be a coach. Um, I only wanted to be a coach when I had a coach who cared more about showing me a skill and how to improve my performance and to not necessarily worry about the results of the competition, but worry about improving my own personal um, skill development. Um, That, you know, combined, you know, I had a couple of coaches who were very instrumental in pushing me towards wanting to be be a coach, but I never in a million years as a kid wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a player where, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to be the player that was so good the coach didn't yell at him. That's right. True. You know, right. Well, that, that leads into my second question: Is the kids that you coach would they associate you more with a Gordon Bombay or a Jack Riley? Hmm. Depends or a on mixture the mixture of the two. Yeah, probably. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard you yell, and it scared me. So it's just one of those things. To be that, fair, the, the kids I'm yelling at aren't kids I'm coaching. They're kids I'm teaching. Uh, um, he was teaching totally me different. that day on the bus. <laughs> yes. Taught me to sit down and be Taught quiet. Taught you to sit down and be quiet. And mm-hmm. I was like, absolutely, um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Put also, to rephrase, in. I don't yell at my kids. No, that's true. Um, true. That's, I, a, that's yelled, an older generation. Yeah, I don't yell at my kids. Um, 
It's a very, very good question. I would say probably closer to Bombay. Um, I think my coaching style is, it's not the tough love, but it is the, I'm going to hold you accountable. Yes. Um, type of coaching where, yeah, if you want to slack off, that's great. You're not going to play in the game. Right. You know, if you're not willing to work hard at practice, then you're not going to, you're not just going to magically turn it on, on Thursday, Thursday afternoons. Right. You, mm-hmm. you need to be able to turn it on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays as well. Um, and that doesn't work for every kid. You know, sometimes you have to change it up. There are some kids who practice like crap, but they look good on game day. Mm-hmm. Like, me and my other coaches have talked about that over the years. It's like, you know, this person, they, they look so bad on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when we're practicing. But on Thursday, they look like superstars. And we can't we can't explain it. Like right. We have no idea how to explain it. It's not like they're trying to practice right. badly, but it just doesn't translate. That's Now, that's not common. Mm-hmm. But I would say that we are, especially the more, the older we get, the more we coach. 12 years ago, I was probably a jerk when I, when mm-hmm. I coached. I was the yeller. I was the screamer. I would just jump, jump teams you know, at halftime about what they did wrong. Um, now, 13, 14 years into it, halftime is a chance to correct wrongs by explaining, hey, we need to do this and not Take just... Take the fall. Act her. <laughs> get yeah. dignity. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm still thinking that. Eric pulls him off to the side. Yeah. It's like, I got you at practice now. We're taking falls. Yes. But um, a chance to, to get better um, and not just a chance to make, make a 12 or 13-year-old feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I think that's what makes it hard for me to watch sports movies because not to be... Not to be... Uh, stereotypical mm-hmm. but as a girl I tend to be more emotional like I'm thinking of everyone's feelings you know not like who's winning the game and so you know watching the way you just want everyone to have fun I have just you want seen, everyone to have fun have you watched Little you know? Giants I, no there's a scene that would make I you haven't. cry in the beginning where oh, it's God. like even us as, a, as grown ups are like that poor little fat kid and, and dropping his skittles or whatever it is on the ground because he didn't make the team like poor skittles oh. was it skittles it wasn't. No, it was. It was Skittles, Skittles right? Yeah, yeah. he had a peanut butter and jelly stored in his helmet for lunch, and <laughs> he's up there excited, cheering everybody on as they're making the team. And all of a sudden, he realizes that he doesn't get picked, and he's kind of sad. Oh his, no! His Skittles fall to the ground, and you know, still to this day, it'll get you. <sighs> um, no, I, when I so when I thought the coach was his dad, mm-hmm. right? And it, we're talking like the first four minutes of this movie, sure. right? So I'm already like mm-hmm. because. I felt like I, over the years, have played with kids. And you don't, when you're a kid, you don't realize as much until you look back at it. But, you know, I had parents who I knew. And my dad, like, he was the parent yelling at everyone else's kid, not just mm-hmm. his from the sideline, mm-hmm. right? Like, do better, push, you got to get in there, right? Times. Yes. He yelled at our goalie one time, and it was middle school. So mm-hmm. we had just really started playing at, like, a like non-rec level. And she had been given... Like, the coach was like, you're going to play goal. And she was like, I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. And so she was really, like, getting her feet under her. Mm -hmm. And her mom, my dad didn't know, her mom was standing beside him. And he was like, you got to get on the ground. You got to die for the ball. He's coaching this kid Mm -hmm. in the goal. And her mom rounds on him and goes, she's doing the best she can. And he was like, yes, ma'am. 
Like, so sorry. You're like, don't coach my child, you know. Trying to start with the A. Yes. Totally yes. Like, um, yeah. And so, you know, I I had that parent who was like, get in there, do better, you know. But I knew, I knew no matter what, when I got in the car, it wasn't going to matter mm-hmm. if I won or I lost, mm-hmm. you know. Like, his love and the fact that he was proud of me was not dependent on how good I was, mm-hmm. how well I played the game. Like, and I realized growing up, looking back, that, I was playing with some children who had parents like that Mm -hmm, and it breaks my heart. And so watching this scene already, I'm just like sad because it makes me realize that like there are still children who play sports who are made to feel like that. Still. Still. Um, As a coach, I I will go ahead and say this regarding parents yelling on the sidelines. (sighs) Don't do it. Your dad um, didn't do it on the sidelines. He went and stood by the goal. Well, either way. <laughs> I was on defense. He's don't that yell. parent. Don't He's do that it. parent. Well, we, and we have several yeah. parents who are that parent. I mean, at least he never threatened like a ref or anything. He wasn't no. the angry parent, but he was no. the yelling well, parent. Yeah, I never got sure. like well, upset well, with we, your dad. I always felt encouraged, but he definitely was like <laughs> pushing when we me. We have our parent <laughs> meetings at the beginning of each season. Me and Chris will tell them, hey, let us do the coaching. Yes. Because what you're telling them right. and what we're telling them Correct. may be different things. And they're 12 years old. They're already confused about enough in life as Correct. it is. We right. don't need them to be confused about what's going right. on. Should I field. listen to my mom or should I now, listen to the coach? You want to coach them up in the car on the way home? Right. Whatever. They're Break your it down. Kid. Break it down this for them. This is what you should have done. But <laughs> right. let us do the coaching right. and you just support your kid. 100%. Cheer for them. You know, be encouraging. Now, let's be honest, that doesn't happen very. Um, that doesn't happen as often as we would like it to happen, um, because, like you said, there are still those parents who are overly critical, and yes. their support of their kid is based on how they performed in the game, or if they even got in the game to begin with. Right. Um, right. So, parents- one of my favorite scenes in Teen Wolf is um, Styles' dad is the sheriff. So Styles is on like second string for the lacrosse team. He's not very good. He never plays. And um, his dad, when he can make it, because he does shift work, tries to come see Styles. And Styles is like, Dad, I don't, like, I don't, I never play. Like, you don't have to come to the games, you know? Well, there's one scene where he shows up for, <laughs> he shows up for a game and something happens, like people get hurt. So the coach puts Styles in. And um, the sheriff's like, Styles is going in the game. Styles is going in the game. And he stands up. He's like, my son is in the game. <laughs> like, he's so proud. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. We were talking about coaches, though, too. And, like, we did talk about earlier, in the 80s, 90s, we saw a lot of really tough things. My nephew plays coach pitch ball, which is, like, the step above t-ball now. Right, yes. So I think he's he just turned eight. And so I went to one of his games a couple weekends ago, and I haven't been to, you know – I went to one of his games when he was in T-ball and stuff, but I haven't been to a situation like that in a long time. You know, I just have had a baby, you know, so it's in the future. But we went, you know, and how coach pitch works, and this is very off Mighty Ducks, but we'll circle back. But, you know, when your team goes up to bat, your coach goes and pitches to you. Now the catcher still plays for the other team. Everybody else in the field is the other team. So my nephew's team's up. They're up at bat like a solid 10 minutes. Because, you know, the coach is throwing it and everything else. They're hitting. They're doing good. Okay, switch innings. The other coach comes up, strikes out all three players in a hurry, right back over. Maybe three minutes tops. 
that coach is chunking it. Like, maybe not as strong as he could. Right. But at the same time, the kids are swinging, and they can't get the bat around fast enough. Right. And there's that point of, like, you want to do it well enough that they grow. So I right. get it. Don't, like, just underhand toss, right. whatever. Don't be like, here it comes. I'm going to lob it to you. But it get was to ready. the point that the other coach, whenever they changed, he was like, hey, man. Uh, and I'm not, like, on the fence, but I can, just, you know, right. kind of read what's happening. Right. And he said, you know, hey, you know, the catcher, this is his first time. You know, if you can, just kind of lighten up a little bit. He like, tried to make it sound like he was sticking up for his own kid. Yeah. Not like maybe you should be be lightening up well, It was your a little bit kids. of both because, like, like, the other kid is having to try to catch these <laughs> right. things flying at him yes. that he's not used to either. Oh, gosh. And there's a point that that coach, like, kind of comes over and, like, throws his glove down, like, to stand there behind it and everything else. And it got to that point the next inning, same thing. Three down right away. No kid hits nothing. He just strikes him out. He strikes out round. his own kids. His own All of them. Yeah, because the coach is pitching to you yeah. his own team. Right. It's not right. the other team. Right. right. He's striking them that, out. Back Almost hits one of them. Ridiculous. <laughs> Good. Finally, it's Good the final Lord. ending, and there's multiple coaches like on each team because like, right. they help everything. This lady I haven't seen the entire time kind of comes up to him and like says something along the lines of like, Slow it down. Yeah, man. If I was one of those kids' parents, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "What are you doing, dude?" This is one of the other you're coaches. Supposed to be I don't helping. know the role. You're not. You're not um, auditioning for Major League Baseball right, here. Right. This isn't fast Stri- pitch. Striking out eight year olds. It's okay. Coach Pitch. Yeah. Well, you're also like nobody cares that you're up there on the mound. No like, one cares that you have yeah. a perfect game going yeah. through four innings. No one's no. got a radar gun out. No. No one is. And so it did make no me think about that. The sad thing is, you you're have a perfect 43. game going for the other <laughs> team. So I did leave that thinking about it. And I thought about that. We were talking a few minutes ago. These coaches still exist that are like hardcore. Right. Got to win. Right. You know, and he's making his team lose. Well, it's like I said when I was tweeting, I was like, look, here we are. You know, you shouldn't have to say it, but like adults should be adults. Mm -hmm. Right. You're the adult. Yeah. (laughs) So just to like bring things back around just to my ducks, you know, I liked it because in how they do a lot of other things, each kid is kind of the different level of kid, you know, different with this team. They're, you know, you look at the opposing team, the Hawks, you have honestly, the players all come off as jerks, at least Mm -hmm. the ones you really meet. Right. And they're just the hardcore sports. We want to win. That's the only reason we're here. Then you have the ragtag group of ducks players that are all together. You have the goofier ones. You have everything else. Um, the you know Charlie would technically be considered popular if he was in a different poverty level. Like to be honest, mm-hmm. like where they are at, he's not so much that way. He's just another kid, right? Uh, but he would have been considered the popular of the group or whatever. In the same way, there's a couple of different ones like that. Right. Uh, and to see how that all comes together, the same way they they all see themselves as on the same level. They don't see right. themselves as better than each well, other. Well, it's clear without them actually. Spelling it out that mm-hmm. they're the wrong side of the tracks district. They are, and right. something it gets brought up because Gordon, the coach, goes to his boss, who's put right. him they, here. They're clearly underprivileged kids. Yeah, and he says like, "We need money to make this right. happen. Like right. these kids that you've put me responsible of." Right. He's like, "He could has, be good. Could be better." Yeah, he says, right. "You know, the goalie's got you know old copies of the Enquirer like taped to his shins." Right. I've never gone back because this this comment happens later. Right. You go back and watch the movie again. Literally, Goldberg has pads or magazines duct taped right. to his legs. Right. And hockey, unfortunately, is the kind of sport. Now, those kids had a park that clearly had mm-hmm. a rink that was a pond, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, rink time, he talks about it. He's like, you can't 
be better unless you practice on a rink. And you Mm -hmm. can't practice in a rink unless you can pay for the rental time, right? And all these other teams with money can do that. And these kids can't, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just about the clothes and the pads. It's literally about the venue, you know? It's a... um it's an interesting, like, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. In any kind of youth sport or, you know, middle school, high school sport, nine times out of ten, sad to say, it's not the talent that, just, that like, that is the main factor in winning. It's socioeconomic status. Correct. Um. When I was growing up, we played, uh, there was eight teams in our little league. Uh, we had Wilson's Mills. We had Corinth Holders. We had Kinley. Um, we had Micro. We had Glendale Pine Level. Uh, we had two Princeton teams. Okay, eight teams in total. Um, Wilson Mills mm-hmm. won 90% of the time because they had the best equipment. They had parents who had money who could afford uh, the best bats, you know, uh, better gloves. And I would say Corinth Holders for many years was probably the poorest team in the league, and they suffered for not having up-to-date equipment or, you know, um, parents who were able to impart any kind of knowledge. And the results in the field show that. Uh, you look at... I mean, I'll just be very regionalized here and very, but try to be as broad as possible. We have our alma mater versus the alma mater that I live close or the high school that I live closest to, mm-hmm. which put in a brand new turf field oh, la- yeah. last year. Yep. Um, and if you look at the results, they have money pouring into their program because they have donors um, right. who have money, and our alma mater high school does not. Right. And the results are shown on the field. So you, you mentioned that, that hey, you've got to have the money to practice on a real rink. I mean, that's a real thing. Um, the the, un, the It's not equal. There's no equality between programs because there's always right. one program going to have more money than the other um, buying. And so it's, it's not just a thing for the movie. It's a real thing in sports right. in general. So I'm going to go and plug this here so I don't forget, because I know sometimes at the end of the podcast, you ask us if we have plugs. Yes. And it's ironic that I was watching Mighty Ducks the other night because I was listening to one of my other podcasts who was doing a live um, that they sold tickets to to raise money for one of their charities. And I almost tweeted this the other day, but I couldn't find the charity. Mm-hmm. And so I found it today. And it's called Good Sports, and it is goodsports.org is where you can find it and donate money. And it says, Good Sports drives equitable access in youth sports and physical activity by supporting children in high-need communities to achieve their greatest potential on the field and in life. The benefits of sports and physical activity in a child's life are well-documented, and Good Sports exists to make sure cost doesn't keep kids on the bench. I love that. So, goodsports.org. I love that 100%. And this is coming from someone who's seen... Really talented athletes in a multitude of sports. Right. Never get a chance to go beyond their high school playing career because the uh, money kept them away from the sport. They had to go work a job or they they didn't have the equipment to play 
um, to play the sport or whatever. They couldn't afford the fees to play like at a, in a right. travel league or whatever where you can get noticed by coaches. Right. I love stuff like that. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, especially, too, to think about, and, and we talked about this at the beginning, but if you wanted to play hockey now, if you were a kid in our region you want to play hockey, you've got Raleigh. I'm sure there's other places, you know, locally a little bit more in different areas, but Raleigh's the main one, and they have leagues and stuff, but – same way in football is similar, but hockey requires so much equipment. Right. Like with baseball, you show up with a glove and, a, you know, sometimes a bat. Right. And you've mostly got what you need for most recreational leagues. They'll have right. helmets for you typically. Some kids have their own and they're right. the same way. There's more equipment and nicer things. But to go to, you know, an extent of how much it would cost to get into the sport. Right. Especially as a parent to be like, am I willing to fork this out? Right. Not knowing if you're going to hate this or not. Well, I mean, and it is... A fact to say that historically there is a classism aspect to sports, right? There mm-hmm. are sports with higher mm-hmm. barriers to entry. Yes. If you're a kid to play baseball, technically, other than like rec registration fees, all you should need is a glove mm-hmm. and a ball, yep. right? Let's look at like let's look at golf. Field hockey, mm-hmm. golf. I mean, uh, golf by itself. Golf clubs. Any by- equestrian sport. Yeah, I mean. Any good golf clubs, just not not even good, like but passable golf clubs, going right. to cost you two hundred dollars. Right. Then you're ta- you're talking yes fees to play right. at the country club, even Cardinal Country Club. If you want to play eighteen holes, it's like right. thirty bucks, which is yeah. n- cheap compared to some of these nicer right. golf courses. Yeah. Um, field to, hockey, like you said, equestrian. Right. Um, right. I mean, yeah. Cycling, rowing. I mean, there are rug like rugby to a certain extent. You just have to have a ball. Football, soccer, like that's kind of a one ball. You can kind of go somewhere mm-hmm. and and kick mm-hmm. around, pass around, teach yourself Shin a guards. little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, football, you got the pads, but yeah, there are definitely sports that are just high, higher class sports because. It involves a lot of family money to even get you started, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like there aren't there are sports that don't really have rec leagues. Like you can't go p- play like pee wee fencing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just not a thing. You're not going to sign up for pee wee swimming, right? Exactly, I mean? exactly. So, yeah, I think hockey is one of those mid level sports, right, where there is a barrier to entry. You and I'm know? sure there's in some way. I've never been in it, so I don't know. I would imagine. But some of these leagues, you know, you sign up, you get this equipment or whatever. I remember playing like football for one slight moment. And same way, you showed up, they give you a helmet. They'd give you like the pads like to wear. You you had to buy a cup. But at the same time, to get any better in other leagues, I'm sure it's required of more. But I don't know. It just made me really appreciate, especially as a kid, you know, I definitely would say, you know, my family was not like rich, but it was like we never struggled or at least – I never saw a struggle, to put right. it that way. Right, you know? same. And so we definitely, you know, I had a hockey stick. I wanted one, so I got one for, like, Christmas or my birthday. And I remember the same way that Gordon Bombay is out there on the ice as a kid, you know, announcing for himself as he's on the pond shooting yep. this into a trash can. Like, you get the vibe that Gordon Bombay probably wasn't, like, one of the richest kids either. You don't know that. He's on the Hawks, so maybe he is. I don't know. We don't know what his dad did or his mom did. But. Right. But the, remember the whole point of the redistricting, mm-hmm. he finds out about it because he's like, yeah, they redistrict. And if if the districts now had been the districts back then, you wouldn't have been a Hawk. You would have been a Duck, mm-hmm. right? So he clearly was on the edge of that yeah. sort of like bad side of town, right, or lower income area yeah. where these kids are. 
But it just made me think, and it's the same way with a lot of these movies, but it inspired me as a child to get out there, even if I'm just running around, didn't have rollerblades on, and playing hockey by myself, pretending I'm on the Mighty Ducks team, saying like, hey, catch this, hey, you know, this, that, blah, blah. And so, and to bring friends over and everything else, and you wanted to play these things. It's the same way with other sports movies. I think it pushes you to get out there. But um, I would just say, if you haven't seen it, I highly encourage you to go see it. If Ashby doesn't hate it, there's a good chance you might like it. Look, um, I high still, praise. High I still, praise. I still think you should watch the second one. I think I will. Because I believe most people do rank the second one higher. Keenan Thompson's on the second one. I okay. do have to say the second one is more hockey. Okay. But it's where you spoke earlier about the Olympics. They go to the Goodwill or Junior Goodwill Games. Okay. Which they are now representing Team USA. So Look, it's almost like the Olympics for kids. I, I'm going to be honest. I... Hockey is one of the few sports that I've never played that I don't clearly understand the rules that I enjoy watching, it right? Is. Like, I love watching soccer because I played it. I know it inside out. Golf, kind of the same thing. But other than that, like, I just don't – I don't understand football. I don't understand baseball. But hockey, like, I can enjoy watching hockey. So if there was ever going to be, like, a, a franchise – to get me to watch multiple sports movies. This may be, be the Mighty one. Ducks. <laughs> we'll get you to hockey games even more. Yes. Uh, I used to, every time the Ducks would come to Raleigh, I would go. Now I would, I would claim I'm a both like Ducks and Hurricanes fan. Right. Just because I really like the Ducks because of the Mighty Ducks. Right. Which I always just grew up pulling for them. But then the fact that Hurricanes is actually a home team that like we have in North Carolina, it's actually right. cool to see and be able to represent that. I remember going to probably the second Her- Ducks game I ever saw, though. Five seconds into the game, the captain of the Ducks gets hit in the face with a puck and gets taken out. Oh, he, he like skates himself off, right. and he like comes back next game. Like, and that's just how those sports are. So it's sure. entertaining to watch. But uh, definitely, if you haven't ever seen the second one or third, second one goes more into that. Still, totally like tons of. They add new players. You lose a few players. They do that. The third one jumps into. It's almost like private school, but it's high school, okay. and now you have a JV and varsity team. But okay. it's. Because of who they are and the representation they have as that precedes them from now being Team USA, okay. they get like free scholarships to go to this high fancy school. Okay. Which, you know, as we just spoke about, a lot of these kids didn't come from money. So now they're totally different atmosphere, totally different everything. Uh, so you might want to enjoy it well, as well. It's a little bit more on the drama side too, because they're high school, probably a little bit, honestly, college age, real life at that point. Because um, okay. I want to say... Joshua Jackson probably was already on Dawson's Creek by the time the third one came, at least getting okay. closer to that. Right. But that's where I'm at on that. Awesome. Any uh, final thoughts on, on your experience, Ashby? So my only, I guess my final thought would be more on the fun side because there was a lot of humor, right? Like we talked a lot of, about the, a lot of the seriousness, but the limo driver who ends up being like, basically the team mom Mm -hmm. like he's got the video camera he's with them like every step of the way he like celebrates when they win and stuff so I just thought that was like a really nice like through line that he sticks with them and ends up kind of like being the other coach like Mm -hmm. with Gordon and I thought that was really cute because there's there's one where you see him with the old school like 90s Mm -hmm. video camera that looks like an actual like tv camera 
and he's filming the game and he's like, yeah. And I use the gif from the Kardashians where it's the mom and she's like, you're doing amazing, yeah. sweetie. Like that was definitely the energy that he was giving off and I was, I was there for it. So that was a really cute through line. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Final thoughts, Kyle? I'll, I'll add, and it's because I'm wearing one right now, but I think jerseys in general across all sports leagues, hockey's typically has the coolest looking jerseys because they're just crazy looking. I finally have an, a Mighty Ducks jersey from the movie. Uh, I bought it with tax shipped to my house for $38 on Amazon. Oh, wow. Quality is actually it's just nice. as nice it looks as really nice. the other professional ones that I have. So I would totally recommend that if you really want one. Uh, the reason this is still, it's been in my cart for like three years, but then Ashby got all excited on Twitter the other night. And I was like, if I get it, can I have it in time for the episode? Promo code. What the one? It, it was <laughs> like, yeah, someday. It was like, if you buy in two hours, you can have it by Thursday. So I was like, yes, please. Yes. Uh, but I remember the first time I ever saw it, we were at Disney and, and you know, you may remember Ashby, but there used to be a ride that was, uh, the tram behind the scenes tour, backlot tours, what it used to be called at MGM studios, yes. Hollywood studios. Yes. Well, you would ride this, and then at the end, you would go through, and there's, like, different props and stuff for movies, like, in glass cases and stuff. Right. I remember walking out, and there's two glass cases, or one big case side by side. Gordon Bombay's jacket is in there, and then Charlie Conway's jersey is right beside of it. Okay. And as a child, I looked up at that, just glowing, all the lights on it. I was like, Mom, can you see if we can buy it? In my mind, it doesn't click that that's not an option. Yeah, I can see your it's mom just like, like no. I won't ask for anything else. Right. If Ever. we can get that. Yeah. I need that. I yeah. really want that. And so to say that as a child, because of this movie that inspired me so much, and then now as a 35-year-old sitting on a couch wearing this jersey, it's like a dream come true for a little Kyle that was back there dreaming outside, playing hockey by himself in the middle of 100-degree summers outside, right. wishing he had a jersey. Here right. I am now. For thirty something dollars versus the thousands that it probably would have cost Look at you. my mom. So thought? I'm living now. Not me. No. <laughs> yeah. Got married, had a child. No, I got a duck's jersey. So no, definitely not in that order. Winning. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on the wrong team. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And we hope you enjoy our contributions to our nineties season. Uh, so far we've covered music, we've covered television shows. Uh, we've covered 90s movies, and we're not stopping. No. Next week, you two are taking the week off. I am. We're bringing in a guest to talk about friends. So no one told you life oh. was going <laughs> to be this way. Yes. <laughs> That's so, causing us contribution mm-hmm. to friends. S- special guest on next week's episode. Uh, very, looking forward, very much looking forward to that. Um, so, like... You know, this week's episode was yours. The next two weeks are really like... They're yours. They're really mine, and I can't wait for the, for that. So, sorry, Ashby. I feel like you got a little short change this season. <laughs> it's cool. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. We'll with, let Ashby choose the things. entire next season. Yeah, the next season when mm. it's going to be something really cool, like Disney Channel movies and TV shows featuring women. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag International Women's Day. That's, Hashtag that's motocross. Past, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Well, Ashby, since, you know, we've shortchanged you, we'll let you plug your Instagram and Twitter first. Go ahead. Oh, it's uh, at Ashby Gray, G-R-A-Y, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, let's see. This is a few weeks in the future, so I'm trying to think what I'll be complaining about then. Uh, <laughs> the Teen Wolf movie has started filming, so I've been really into watching that happen. 
Um, a lot of the cast members coming back, so that's been fun. And also Moon Knight, I'm catching up on that. I'm going to Scotland and Ireland this summer, so I've been starting Outlander like eight years behind everyone else. That's been really fun. And I'm really behind on all the movies that have come out lately. i got to catch up. But anyway, I'm just, you know, posting pictures of my dog, talking about random stuff. The huge. <laughs> uh, mine is on Instagram is underscore live underscore bright underscore. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure what I'm going to be posting about. Sky's turning one in a few weeks, which is Ooh. insane. Uh, but definitely exciting, but getting ready for that. Uh, the new, I'm so out of it, but the Harry Potter world movies coming out this oh, Friday. Oh, yeah, the something of the Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah, that comes out this Friday. Uh, Doctor Strange is coming out in just a couple weeks. Yes, looking forward to that. Uh, <gasps> there's a whole lot of things happening Ooh. coming up. New Jurassic Parks in June, I think. Yep, June. But all these new movies and things are coming out the same way. I haven't even started Moon Knight yet. I need to catch up on that. Uh, but there's a lot of awesome things going on. And so tune in. Uh, maybe I'll show you my new jersey. Awesome. Uh, you can find me, Eric Creech. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at EricaMac15. Um, I'm getting married later this year, Woo-hoo. so that's you'll have we announced that yet on the we podcast? have not announced. That, I didn't no. want to like spoil it before. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah, Eric's engaged. What? Um, so I'll be probably tweeting about that. Uh, better call Saul. Uh, by the time this uh, episode airs, we'll be a couple of episodes into its final season, and I am so excited about that. Um, definitely looking forward to Doctor Strange. Haven't started Moon Knight, but hope to soon. Hope to catch up. Will probably be like a straight like binge mm-hmm. for me at some point for, with Moon Knight. Um, and looking forward to just great things happening in life. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to finishing this season and working our way to the next season over the summer. And yeah, good things. All yeah. good things. So thanks, folks, for joining us. Apologies and thank yous to Ricky Lyles for his contributions. We'll see you next time. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. What the what? Bye. What the what?